Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to a brand new episode of Coded, where we talk our shit on pop culture and societal norms from both the male and the female perspective. I am your host, Kimball, also known as It's Just Kimball on both Twitter and Instagram. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, we got another really good episode for you guys. We're going back to the email because, you know, I had a lot of emails from a lot of the, the listeners and I want to be able to respond to you guys. Shout out to the, the sirens in the back. Y'all gonna hear that in the episode because the mic picks up everything. But it's all good. <laughs> but uh, of course, I got a very special guest today, and you know I'm gonna go ahead and let her introduce herself. So let the let the listeners know who you is. All right. Um, my name's Valentina Lee. I am a filmer slash videographer, and my Instagram is VTL Productions. Um, Honestly, that's all I think I want people to follow me on. If you want to follow my Twitter, it's it's Val32, but I'm pretty boring on there, so. <laughs> hey, if y'all need that camera work done, y'all hit up my homie, all right? Yes. But, you know, it's good to have you on the show. You you was on my original YouTube show. Yes, Got when you first started. When I was doing that in college. Wow, major throwback. <laughs> yeah, that was like five years ago, five, six years ago, maybe? Wow, are we that old that we graduated from... Half a decade now. Yeah. College. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm getting there. That's really sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Uh. Something. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But uh, like I said, we got a really entertaining episode for you guys today, and of course, we always got to go to whose man's is this, where we highlight the most out of pocket shit on social media. But of course, that's gonna be later on in the show. So as always, be sure to. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DecodedPod. So, we're going to go ahead and get into today's episode. And we are back in the email, like I said, you know, to show respect to all the people. So, our first question comes from my man Terry from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. Well, I was just there. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I appreciate you. I didn't know I had some Oklahoma City listeners. I, I appreciate that. And um, <laughs> this, really cool. this, this, this is really cool. What he asked was, who is more annoying? A vegan, a hotep, or a forex trader? A who trader? Forex. Well, since I don't know what that is, I can't speak on him. Okay. <laughs> uh, all three are equally annoying, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with a vegan. I was leaning towards vegan as well. Because um, <sighs> vegans like pushing their beliefs on people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, that's cool. I'm glad that you're saving animals. That's one more animal for me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just look at it like 
I guess not so much of being pushed into what they like to do, but I don't like that they shame you. Yeah! It's like they shame you all the time for the things you choose to eat. And it's like, I'm not judging you for eating cauliflower or Brussels sprouts. I don't eat that all the time. <laughs> Alright, I tried the little vegan thing. I had cauliflower mac and cheese one time and everybody held that against me ever since. What did you think about that? Cause, uh, it was okay. You have to try the buffalo ones. Those, mm. those are another level. Mm. Mac and cheese seems a little mushy. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It, it, it just. I was like, this, this don't really hit the way I thought it was gonna hit. <laughs> and I just. And they ran out of regular mac and cheese at Whole Foods. That's where I got it from, from the hot bar. Oh. So all they had left was cauliflower mac and cheese. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let me see how. That, <laughs> let's see how it goes. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Would I get it again? No. Mm-hmm. You know. Not over original mac. Yeah, not over original mac. And then like Hotep's. Oh, you, you got to see through your third eye. Like, nigga, I'm four eyes. Like, I wear two, I wear glasses. I have four eyes. Like, I'm good. And it's just, I don't know. <laughs> the stuff that they push on to, like, they making think pieces about Popeye's chicken sandwiches was really just like. The most. I just let people enjoy things. Yeah. Have you tried one? Yeah. Really? So you, you fell apart of the hype anyway? No. <laughs> well, this is what happened. This is what I don't understand. And I'm. This sandwich has been out since early July. Oh, and it's just now getting And it popular. just now got popular. Who promoted it first? Like, who ate it? Like, was it a celebrity? Or? No, what happened was, I guess people started to find out that Popeye's had a chicken sandwich. Then Chick-fil-A decided to tweet out, like, oh, we're like, we're the original. So they and messed then, up. <laughs> when Chick-fil-A did that, and then Popeye's had, because they had put up a tweet about their chicken sandwich, too, like, earlier on in the day. And then Popeyes replied to them. They were like, "Y'all good?" And then, like, when people on Twitter were talking about, "Oh, the Popeye sandwich is better than Chick Fil A," that's when people wanted to find out about the hype. And I mean, don't, it's good. <laughs> it's good. The sandwich, it's Popeyes. The sandwich. It's, it's Popeyes. Like what they have over everybody else is that crunch. Like mm. it has like a nice little crunch feeling, like just like on their regular chicken. Yeah. So I'm like. Yeah, and when you put the right sauces with it, like sweet heat, <laughs> it take you to another stratosphere. I swear to oh God. Oh my gosh, was... I actually have not tried the sandwich. Like people have hyped it up so much, I just I lost interest because at this point, I guess it's good. I don't need to try it. Like I don't know, I'm just one of those people. I I never really follow the hype. I just kind of I watch. Like I literally enjoy people watching themselves, like enjoying something else. Like I was with it before the hype. <laughs> was I was already, sandwich. I was already smashing them. The next thing you know, like when the lines are poking out in the middle of the street, I can't get around. Like it's not even enjoyable. I'm like, I can't even do this no more. I wanted to get Popeyes one day, and I didn't even want the sandwich. I just wanted a five-piece like chicken tender. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can't even get that, even get that cause the line's so extra stupid long, cutting into the gas station, and I'm like, right. no, I'm, I'm, it's not worth it. Right. I'm gonna it's- go. I hate when people do it like that. Or just aggressive. Like, the fact that people are fighting over chicken sandwiches, it's not even the fact that they're fighting that's bothering me, I guess, to that extent. It's it's the fact that they're black fighting over about chicken. Yeah. And it's like, stop doing that. Let let the white folks like, fight about the chicken sandwich. You, you don't have to do that. You don't already encourage the stereotype on us already about black people chicken. Like, 
Yeah. We we fall in straight into the trap. No chicken sandwich is worth me throwing hands over. <laughs> none. There is not. Can no make chi- my own fried chicken sandwich. Big facts. Why? <laughs> damn. And there are other places where you can get chicken sandwiches. Right. I just I don't understand why people fight over things that they're going to spend money on and not gain money off of, like Jordans. <laughs> you know, we're in line. I'm gonna stab six people because that's six more J's for me. Like you know, like that's just stupid. Like fact. you're not profiting. You're you're just buying stuff. You, like, just, you just pay half of your rent for a pair of J's. Oh like that's not really the life that right. I mean don't get me wrong I mean I sell sneakers so if any of y'all looking for some kicks who's listening BTL Productions I got on my psychiatrist right now them shit's, them shit's clean too <laughs> <laughs> them shit's clean I too I am the plug I our, am our, the plug our, shameless plug okay <laughs> okay you and, wanna spend your rent I'll gladly take it okay. <laughs> I got rent too and I, and I guess with with forex traders since mm. you don't know what they are Yes, please tell me what that is. All right, so basically Forex is like the foreign exchange market. So basically you're putting money on how the percentages of how the money in the foreign you know, economy is gonna go, whether it's gonna be worth something or if it's gonna drop in value. So basically when I saw about the Forex market, cause I know a lot of people who are doing it. When I first saw it, I thought it was a scam. Personally, <laughs> I thought it was a pyramid scheme. I was like, this is way too good to be true. And like anytime, and I follow certain people who uh, who are forex traders on Instagram, so I see their IG stories. Oh. And when I look at them, and I'm like, I feel like they're yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm up at 2:45, getting to the money. I'm like, what are you doing? Okay. I'm asleep. Right. <laughs> because I'm gonna I'm gonna be just as successful at 10 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> I am asleep. I, look, I'm not knocking your hustle. Like people are, are profiting off of it. Like there was somebody who uh, quit their job. Like this is now their main source of income because they keep making like 1,500 a day off of a dollar that they can predict whether it rises or drops. And I'm like, that's insane. I'm like, hey man, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But if I find out it's a scheme, I'ma always know. Deep <laughs> in my in my heart, I knew. But it just, it feels so scam-like, but apparently it's not a scam, so I'm like, all right, cool. So until it gets called out, like, go ahead and make your money, get all the coins that you can now. Mm -hmm. Just don't pressure me into trying to put in $200 a month to try to learn it, too. Yeah. (laughs) I guess my own suggestion is that if you're going to do foreign exchange and you're making that much daily, make sure you actually... um, invest in something because yeah. those things don't last forever big facts so i would definitely be if i'm making 15 dollars a day i'm investing in something i'm about to buy mcdonald's <laughs> bro i'm about to do something oh matter of fact i'm gonna buy popeyes <laughs> i'm gonna buy a liquor store some chicken oh my god that's super smart buy a liquor store because everybody in the house smoke shop yeah because you know the cbds are hot now big facts right so i guess not all three i'll just go vegan still no one, the other two haven't bothered me as much. Yeah, vegans get on my nerves. Yeah, and oh. I feel like living in Atlanta, in a city, like, there's just constant, like, there's just so many people doing so many different things, and we have a lot of vegetarians and vegans, so, yeah, like, having actors, I'll have five who eat anything, two are vegetarian, one who's super vegan, and I gotta figure out how the hell I'm gonna feed all these people. <laughs> <laughs> the 
exactly. I'm like, man, I ain't got that time like this and the resources. I got to go to multiple restaurants just to cater to y'all. Right. Enjoy this Domino's pizza, okay? Damn. <laughs> Is it gluten-free bread? Nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? What happens to people who eat gluten? Like, and you're not What does gluten eat? taste like? What is gluten? Is it yeast? <laughs> I don't even know what gluten is. It's in bread, right? <laughs> but it's in bread, so I'm like, all right, cool. I, ain't... I truly do not know. Like... I don't know. If somebody knows, just let us know on the Twitter or Instagram, please, because I don't know what gluten is. <laughs> um, I would love to learn, though, you know? For real. So, all right, my next question comes from Erica from New York. New York, all right, shout, shout out, Erica. Her question is, would you cut off your close friends of the opposite sex if your significant other is uncomfortable with you having them? Well, I'm actually kind of going through this now. Ah. Oh. Um, okay. That's a toughie because yeah. I'm one to not have an issue with opposite sex friends if they were your friends prior to me. But what I do have an issue with is boundaries. I feel like, um, especially men more so than women, mm -hmm. like women, as women, we know when we hang out with our guy friends that underliningly, like if we gave them the opportunity, they'd probably take it. Like that's just, we all have the understanding. And if they act like they don't, it's because they actually want it. So, you know, sorry, I let you all uh, to out you guys, ladies, but <laughs> so guys, what I don't like about men is it's completely oblivious. Like, it's just like, well, no, she's just friends. Like, that's why she's all over me like this or like that. And it's like, I feel like there's certain boundaries as to if you, if I was sitting right there and something or something she said or something she did, would you know would make me upset or uncomfortable in front of me? Mm -hmm. Then don't be oblivious when it's happening without me. Because all you're doing is amplifying a situation that you don't need. <laughs> and I think that's the situation that a lot of men end up in with their girlfriends and they end up breaking up over a friend who was a girl or a couple of friends because they chose not to really make that boundary and say like, hey, like, you can't text me at this time of night with my, you know, because of my girlfriend. Like, you can't be all over me like this. Like, it's not cool and, you know, my girl wouldn't like that. Like, you just have to learn boundaries. And it sounds stupid and it sounds like extra work, but it's just respect of the other person because at the end of the day, if you can't have that same, the same amount of respect you need to have in their face is exactly when they're not around as well. So that's I've, my two cents. I feel like when it comes to having close friends of the opposite sex and you have a significant other, it's like a conversation needs to be had. Mm -hmm. But in terms of that conversation, you have to be able to make them feel comfortable. Agreed. About, you know, not being, I guess, insecure in terms of when you're out with said friend. Like, one of my closest friends is a woman. Mm -hmm. I've known her since middle school. So I've known her 14, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And that's somebody that's going to be there probably for the rest of my life. Like, we're going to be at each other's weddings. I view her as the sister that I never had. Mm. So... I feel like with any woman that comes into my life, they have to understand, like, she's always going to be there, but at the same time, I'm always going to have the respect for you not to make you feel uncomfortable when I'm around her. And we don't even right. do things to make each other feel uncomfortable. You know, like, we're not on each other. We're not, like... And this is my point. Yeah. Like, you'll know when a girl's your friend. Yeah. Because she's not going to be the type all over you and all that, or acting like she needs extra attention off of you. 
And if the girl really is your friend, she automatically respects that boundary. It's an automatic. I automatically respect all my guy friends' boundaries with their girlfriends. I don't go hang out at their places all the time with them. Like, because I think about myself in that situation. Like, would I be comfortable as his girlfriend knowing that I'm just showing up at your crib whenever I want to hang out with you or something of the matter? And maybe your girlfriend had no idea that I'm even around. Like, that's a problem. Yeah. So, like, once you make it a secret, even though it's not a secret, or even though it's not something that big, you made it into, like, again, you escalated something that didn't need to happen. So. I think, in terms of that, if you know about the person, and we've already established the boundaries and the things of that nature, and you still, for some reason, feel uncomfortable, and you're asking me to kick that person <laughs> to the curb, Nine times out of ten, I'm not going to do it because I know you feel some type of personal way. And it's not even what you think it is. It's just you need to get over your own insecurities. Yes. And understand, like, who am I, who am I laying in bed next with? Yes. You. I'm waking up to you. I feel like what's up. It just sucks. And it's not your guys' fault. Like, women... Women in general nowadays, like, we're all in a way, in a way insecure. But, um... Obviously, the more confident ones you can tell. But those ten, who tend to be super insecure about those things because nine times out of ten, they already had the situation. And it's not that we want to put it on you. It's just when some shit looks familiar, <laughs> I'm going to have to call some shit out. Because you just, you've been there and you've done that. And maybe it's a different person, but it could be the same scenario, you know. No matter where you go in the world, grape jelly is grape jelly. Like, <laughs> so, I mean... Again, I just think it's learning boundaries and, and, and actually learning to be an adult and less oblivious. I feel like people, especially in our era now, are super childish because um, they get off on the attention that comes from it, but mm. it's not good attention. It's fully negative. <laughs> and then I feel like it depends on what type, what level of significant other it is. Like, for example. <laughs> what level? Like, <laughs> like, hear like two weeks? Like, 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 hear me out, like, hear me out. <laughs> Like, usually when somebody asks, like, a guy a question, who do you put first, your girlfriend or your mom? Uh, you obviously, you can't do that. You, you picking your mom. Like, that's that's, that's off jump. Mm -hmm. But when the question is reversed, like, okay, who are you putting first, your wife or your mom? Obviously, it's going to be my wife because that's... You're going to have a successful marriage just because you know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, it's going to be my wife because now, like, we are committed. Like, we are in the game now. So oh, that's why you look at it? You know how I look at it? Because your mom might die in 10 years. Big facts also. I'm going to be married to her next 25. That's <laughs> also true. So, to be realistic off of that, so if my girlfriend was asking me to, I guess, cut off my close friend, I probably wouldn't. But if my wife was asking me, maybe I'd take into consideration a little bit due to the fact that it's it's my wife. Cause now the level, like the the level is up now. Like this is the woman that's like she she carries my last name. She has the ring. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing how all men get the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, you sound like my boyfriend. That's yeah. why. Cause he always talks about level. He's like, we're not married. Like when we're married, then we can go through each other's phones and stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> First off, I believe in I believe in this. If you date me for the past three years. We're obviously gonna get married. This yeah. Point. So, whatever you start doing at this point on, you're gonna be doing once we're married. So don't do nothing stupid, because that's all I'm gonna take with me once we get into the marriage. Big facts. Big facts. I respect that. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
Now he's texting me now. Mom making him mad. See? <laughs> Which means you love me more now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah. Oh, all right. Our next question. A good God. question. Yeah, it was a good question. It had me think a little bit. That's, a, that's an actual... That's a real life is yeah. a real societal issue right now. It is. Because we, we live through... Um, we're, we're the era of instantaneous. Mm-hmm. So if it's not instant love, it's not instant knowing that I'm going to marry this person, if it's not instant sex, instant whatever, like, even females and male sides, like, the relationship can flop very quickly. Like, oh, man, like... In two weeks, this chick, like, we haven't gone anywhere. She hasn't talked to me about anything. I don't know what she does, but you're not giving it the patience to learn more about her. And, like, I, typically what I say about people, because I dated two guys from now. This guy I've been with for four years. I dated someone prior to him for five. Mm-hmm. You really don't learn more about somebody until you hit that three-year mark. That's when you really start to learn about somebody. Because, to be very real, like, the honeymoon stage is nice the first couple months, but that shit really lasts actually pretty long. Yeah. You just don't realize it because yeah. it starts to feel a little more realistic, but it's still a honeymoon stage. You really don't know the person still. No. My question is That's real. <laughs> no, no, that's real. That's real. That's real. All right, my next question comes from my man Trey from Detroit, Michigan. All right, I appreciate that, man, out there in Detroit. <laughs> His question is, why are black people so hesitant Ooh. to talk with other black folks at work? I never had that issue. We always connect. <laughs> I guess for me, due to the type of workplaces that I've been in, it's usually sometimes it's already predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So I always, especially if there is a black person there, like I try to create a connection between the two of us. Mm-hmm. You know, just to make her make him or her feel comfortable and let them know like you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? Right. But <laughs> Depends what type of black person. This is the thing. That's 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 what I'm about to lead up into. And I've 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 dealt with this before. Not all black people are your people. No. Especially when it comes to the workplace. And I've had to learn that the hard way in certain instances. Like I've had, I've been at a predominantly black place before where my bosses were all black. Same. But like, they not really there. Like, they not for you. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it, it was hard. It's hard to explain, but like a whole black office. Yeah. So what were they doing that made you feel that they weren't for you? Well, I think one of the big things was like how one of the big things for me is there's a certain thing in the workplace where I feel like it's an unwritten rule. For example, black people got to stick together. That's not something that needs to be said out loud. That's something that's already known. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. So it's kind of like, if the fact that you just said that to me, to my face, lets me know not to trust you, Mm -hmm. because now it's like... I feel like you're just trying to use me. Nigga, you're trying to use me. You're trying to butter me up so you could go ahead and stab me in the back later on. I see it. I see the vision. I see the vision. I, did, I didn't catch on the first time it was done to me. Wow. Like, the first time it happened, uh, you know, I was like, all right, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, my, my brother. <laughs> and the next thing you know, a work scenario happened in which it wasn't my fault, but for some reason I was thrown under the bus by said 
person that I had that conversation with. And I was like, oh, all right, bitch. I, yeah. I see you in the parking lot. No! <laughs> oh, shoot. Because <laughs> this, is, this is not what I expected. I, don't, I can't say, well, now that I'm an entrepreneur and I work on my own, mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with, you know, clients. Or I only deal with clients, not co-workers. But um, when I worked with the Atlanta Dream, the WBA team here, mm-hmm. Um, the office was actually predominantly black, um, which is a lot of people wouldn't assume that. Um, and even the Hawks, like they're predominantly black, like there's a good sprinkle of white people in there. And to be honest, like as soon as I walked in, like everybody's like, yes, no one had to say it. It was just, it was already known. We're all cool. We're all going to connect. We're this, that, and the third. And I mean, if anybody did say something, it didn't get me, I guess, in trouble to that extent because I left the job. (laughs) Before mm. Baker Pirate fired me, but yeah. <laughs> but True. Um, and then I used to work at a gym in college, and this is a Presbyterian church gym, mm-hmm. which they're like my family now. I've been, I, I still go over there. I remember that gym. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still there. Like you know, and um, literally I show up like three times a year now. No. <laughs> they just ask me to cover shifts now, but um, during the day it's usually very white. But I always work the night shift for mm. the men's league and all the workers be predominantly black, like even all the way down to the janitors, like everybody is black. So, I don't know, nighttime was just popping. Like we were cool, like we were doing something like, yeah, don't tell the morning staff. Like we'll just pretend like this didn't happen. Now, there is a guy in the day shift. His name is Thomas, sorry Thomas, I have to out you, I talk about you all the time. He is, he's this tall, Southern Georgian black guy. Real country, big hands, like one of those big ones, like that, like making, like making built, and mm. um, yeah, like he's 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 cooning it, like it's it's, and I can't really sugarcoat it. It's more like that, yes sir, yes sir, I'm gonna do this, and yes sir, and you know, like, but the white people love him, like they bring him treats and snacks, but yeah, he'll be the first to snitch on you if you don't if you don't do something or, or if you do something you're not supposed to. But he's the only guy. That's the only person I ever had that situation with. So. You know, I I feel bad that people go through that. I feel like um, black culture in general, being someone who came from overseas and like living overseas on a military base, everybody's just navy. Like no one really cares about your race at all. Like I hung out with, I had a clique of Asian, whites, blacks, Mexican, like we were all together. Mm. I actually didn't get segregated into a group until I moved to Atlanta. Like this was the first time in my life I never had a group of white friends. Like I'm gradually making them and it was automatically black because mm-hmm. I just, I look black. I'm mixed, but I look black. Yeah. And I realized that black culture here in the States has a very hard time of helping each other. It's always about the rat race. Like, I want to be the better black person than that guy. But the reality is if you help that person, you are the better person because it's only going to elevate you and you're teaching someone else something as well. But that's just something we have to catch up on as a culture out here because white people already get it. Asian people already get it. Hispanics practically get it. They might be doing the best job. But yeah, they but it. they get it. <laughs> you know, they get it because it, it sucks. Like my own, my own people can be my own worst enemy. Yeah, and it's like that's really scary. Like, bro, we should be helping each other out. We should be uplifting one another. But it, it feels like it's more of a, a race, and you're trying to make sure that you stay ahead. You may drop a little sprinkles of knowledge, but at the end of the day, you're not giving me the whole damn plate due to the fact that you feel that I might surpass you in certain situations but I feel like especially when it comes to the workplace like (laughs) (laughs) 
Damn, if you got an opportunity to help a nigga, man, help a nigga. I mean, because I feel like at the end of the day, like, you you making somebody else better. You already there. You already the shit, probably. You know right. what I'm saying? And, like, especially, like, hey, if you in a workplace and your secretary is black, <laughs> stick with her. Right. <laughs> That's for the for Atlanta, That's the, the one. Team. That's the one you stick with. She was great. Gave you all the good all stuff. the good stuff. All the good, all the news. Everything, <laughs> everything. And that's the tea. You hear me? Right. <laughs> to be honest, though, it, it the best example I have is my boyfriend plays professional tennis. Mm. He's black, and you know he's good friends with Serena. He knows Coco Golf. Oh, uh, Taylor Townsend, who just won yesterday. Like she's, we hang out with her all the time. Like they know just his birth, but um. People are people would be very surprised to know that Taylor and him work together because of their parents and all that. But none of them help each other. Mm. Like Coco Goff's using Serena's coach because mm. he pretty much is trying to leave Serena eventually to take on Coco to be the next prodigy. But yeah. um, Serena doesn't help Coco. Venus doesn't help Coco. America doesn't help Coco. That's a French guy helping Coco. Mm. Because American tennis is predominantly white, so they don't help the black players. If you ever pay attention to even Sloane Stevens who won in Osaka, Osaka is actually American, but she was being treated so bad by the organization here that she chose to be Japanese. And Japan has been giving her all the things that she needed to be able to win a US Open. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, one thing I want y'all to pay attention. If you ever watch Venus and Serena playing in a tournament, pay attention to the fact that they're always on the same side. They're never on opposite ends to meet at the final because they don't want that. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the other got to get knocked out because they can't have a whole black final. It just can't happen. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because sometimes with black mentality, you're so and this is the best example. Like you're so brainwashed by the help that a white person can give you. Mm -hmm that you don't even want to help your own because of the, the risk of not getting that help you want so badly. So I'm not going to help this black guy, even though I'm black too and I understand the struggle, yeah. due to the fact that I'm getting some luxuries right now that I may not get if I help you. And that's literally what it is. Like, And on top of that is how in a work office, there's someone always wants to be better, the better black person. And it's the same in the world of tennis. It's really, really crazy to actually watch it. No. They'll walk by each other and like, cause you'll literally be like, oh man, I bet they all hit and practice together. Like, mm -mm. they'll hit with a white player before they hit with a black one, really quick. And then my boyfriend, my boyfriend struggles with that cause he actually wants to work with black people and elevate them and give them more money and all the above. But he struggles with that because in the tennis world, they're all white manipulated. So it's really, really tough. So there's those two aspects. Because I never heard from a full black office. That's actually interesting. Because you would think it's just, I mean, it is what it is. We all black. Like, uh, <laughs> we, we, all, we all niggas. You snitching on me, but he know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he know I'm black. Like, yeah, I make mistakes. Shit, we all do. Like, you know, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Like, it was good. Like, go ahead, scoot over this guy. Mm -hmm. and, and then, too. they voted for Trump, too. Oh, no. Yeah, man, that was a huge red flag for me. I was like, you know what? <laughs> that's see, and that's being white manipulated. Mm -hmm. White manipulated is if I do as much as I can to impress the white man, I will make it. Yeah. But the reality is 
just sell shit that they like. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think Asians do when they're living in the hood? They selling Chinese the whole time? No. no. They selling hair, they're doing nails. It's, it's all product placement. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Well, uh, I guess we go ahead and wrap up from the email as always. We do greatly appreciate you guys, the listeners, giving us some really good questions. Like I, I appreciate these questions today. You had me, had me thinking. <laughs> um, and like I said, no offense to the vegans, just don't make me vegan. Um, right. And, yeah. <laughs> So we gonna go go ahead and we gonna go into our favorite segment, you know, whose man's is this? Where we highlight some of the most out of pocket shit that we saw on social media. Okay. And I got a few gems, so we we gonna go ahead and we gonna go into it. So the first one was a text message between a, a man and a woman, and I'm guessing the first question was, "Do you have kids?" Because I don't see the "Do you have kids?" part, but the rest of the conversation definitely goes by that type of question about kids. So we're gonna assume the first text was, do you have kids? So he replied, wait, no. Well, yeah, no, nah, I got two. She was like, oh, okay, cool. She was like, yeah, you know, twins and an older boy. So she said, so you got three. He was like, no, two, my twins are one. So you said twins and an older boy. Like, yeah. So that's three kids, right? Or am I tripping? It sounds like he don't need kids. <laughs> and my man said, my twins are a team, so there's so they one whole. So I like to think it's just two. Boy, if you don't get... See, that's not how this works. That's not. That's not. <laughs> that's not. That's not. So when you go to the doctor's office, you're going to tell them you got one kid, and they're going to check one damn kid. <laughs> First off, I know you're not claiming two kids on your taxes. I know you're claiming three. <laughs> For real. I know you claiming three. For real? I know you are. That should be the question. How many kids do you have? They say two. How many do you claim on how your taxes? How many do you claim on your taxes? <laughs> that's really the big question here. Because like, that's going to let me know how many kids you really got. Right. <laughs> I told you two, but I really have five. <laughs> I mean, shit. Like. Wow, two? Just two? I just totally like, booted a whole twin out. Yeah, like... They are not like a, a Gohan and Trunks type thing. They could fuse together, be like, one kid. Like this is not Gohan. This is not how this works. Like, real. Oh my real, god! Real. All right. <laughs> the next one. Oh man, this 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 might be a nominee for head ass of the year because this had me. I don't even know how to say. It. Uh -oh. This man said, "Niggas eating chicken." But have yet to find a chick they can depend on. Chestnut checkers. Get your priorities straight. Whose man's is this? The fact that they he emphasized chick to and chick. can and then like tried to make it into a Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. So he said y'all too busy buying chicken sandwiches pretty much. Instead of you know, having a chick who can. I Is he can't. trying to make that sound like chicken? Is that what I he was guess, trying to do? Yeah, that's what he was trying to do. And I I, I, I see the vision, you fail. You fail really spectacularly. Wow. And, um, I mean, I can, I can vouch for that, but I mean, what if, the, what if there is no chick that can do that for him? Man? He's better off buying chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you see? You see this? 
<laughs> you know what? Yeah, but <laughs> what? I mean, it's also maybe it's kind of valid. I, you know what? Mm, still I'm head really ass. Really not sure. I'm still a head ass tweet for me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely head ass. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. This next one had me had me thinking a little bit, and I had to go back to the times in which I've done this. And I'm like, you know what? She real loud. Oh, Lord. And she said, when you think about it, men twerk when they do missionary. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really trying to picture that. (laughs) You know, I was like, they can't see me trying the motion here, but it's, I don't think that's twerking. Uh, I, twerking is is up and down, not in and out, right? Like Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> is the butt moving? Like, is is the cheeks moving? Maybe. Because it depends on the fo- I don't know, but you know, it, it was just... It definitely don't look like... It's not like <laughs> how dudes look when they be doing like that. Like, pretty Ricky hump the ground dance moves. Yo. That's what that look. <laughs> I really brought it back, but... Niggas still do that to this day. Right, right. <laughs> the, the whole rolling on the ground, like, that's what missionary looks like to be. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what dude she fucking around with. Who <laughs> is twerking while humping her. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, my man throwing it back in a circle while trying. That's wow. I'm impressed. That sounds like, sounds like a trick. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a trick. Like, he done found a secret. The secret. <laughs> the secret. <laughs> Go twerk and hump at the same time. That is wild. Blow her mind. I feel like stop, stop, stop. Oh man. What's going on here? What, what just happened? <laughs> All right, and our our last one. This one, this one kind of triggered me a little bit too because I mean I do this. I feel uh, like a lot of people do this. So you're whose man this is. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> in this certain instance, but like, you don't judge me. Okay, all right. <laughs> this lady decided to say, people who order a refill to go after eating out are so ghetto. No, I disagree. I paid for that. Yeah. I paid for that. I paid for that shit. Right. You saying that is ghetto. Exactly. Or you just a dumb boozy chick. Like Facts. my bad that you that you don't feel like your money was worth an extra refill. <laughs> like yeah. if, if the offer's there, I'm taking it. I'm taking it every time. Like right. Willie's. There's all they're they're lemonade. Fantastic. And, I, and I, you know what I do before I leave? I fill that cup right the butt fuck up. Cause you know what? Cause I paid for the cup. Right. <laughs> Whatever. She know, she know for a fact. Chick Fil A was giving out free refills for that lemonade. She get that damn free refill to go. I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> Chick Fil A was really throwing out free refills like a nigga would be. <laughs> I'd have three cups to like, go. A ASAP. A gallon to go. ASAP. Like make me that Arnold Palmer right now. Right. <laughs> you fill this gallon mug up. Fill this up fill right up. now. Uh, yeah, I feel like I hate people who like shame people into bringing like. Take home plates and like to go like refill. Like if I'm not gonna eat it all at that moment, you think I'm gonna let it sit there and go to waste? I paid for it. I don't understand how not being wasteful is dumber than being wasteful. Yeah, (laughs) 
Oh. So you're shaming me because I feel like you're guilty for yourself because you threw away all that food. <laughs> Why? You just wasting shit. Right. And here I am eating pizza for breakfast. Who's got to cook? Not me. <laughs> Meanwhile, you over here trying to figure out, God damn. Like, what I should have taken those leftovers. I should have took those leftovers. <laughs> like, leftovers have saved my life mm. on many of occasions. College? God. <laughs> Who was cooking in college like that? I love that sometimes. Like, yeah, I, think I was in freshman hall my freshman year. There is no kitchen mm-hmm. except the dining hall. Leftovers. Leftovers was key. Tupperware, bring that with you. Like, Because it's not like it was open on the weekends at that period of time. It was only open work during the week. That's true. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so I'm like, of course I'm going to get this Tupperware I'm going to eat. <laughs> we got a microwave in here. We got a fridge. I ain't got no oven. Like I'm, I'm not living in the lofts or the commons. They got all that. I don't have that. Like I'm gonna utilize what I gotta do to survive. Right. Like, she'll when the zombie apocalypse happens, she'll respect those leftovers. More. She will. She will, cause she gonna have to live all that for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Like, she can't be bougie and you know an apocalypse at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> you gonna have to make some type of sacrifice. <laughs> I eat these can of beans. <laughs> <laughs> like, this spam ain't gonna eat itself, nigga. Like, what's good? <laughs> oh, well, of course, we go ahead and wrap up for Whose Man's Is This? And, of course, as always, we're gonna wrap up the show. And as we wrap up, it's always called The Last Call. So we always have any, any type of, you know, work to Kanye West, you know what I'm saying? And The Last Call instrumental is in the background as well. So, you know, it's nice. So. Word to Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? That's the Kanye that I used to appreciate. Agreed. I have all those albums. Yeah. So. <laughs> Although Pablo was good too. Pablo was solid. Pablo was good. Pablo. I still listen to it. Yeah, I do too. I don't listen to the later stuff. Like, Ye wasn't good. No. I wasn't a fan of Yeezus. I wanted to be, but I, I didn't like Yeezus. I, I tried. Nah, when he came out with the life of Pablo, I kind of saved him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you, thank you, God, for at least giving me something like he used to do. Like, like you gave close. you gave me a strong two song intro. I haven't heard a strong two song intro like that in a while. Yeah, you just skip through. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. But all right, his last call. Usually, we like to give any type of words of wisdom, shout outs, any type of maybe projects that we're working on. So of course, Val. What's going on in your world? Got anything you want to tell the people? What's, what's, what's going on? Okay. Um, I guess project-wise, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, I am currently about to sh- shoot a short film. Oh. Um, we've officially booked The Cabin. It's going to be a horror film. Ooh. Um, so for anybody who's listening, please go to DTL Productions on Instagram and go to my bio and click on the link. I have a GoFundMe right now for a just a supplemental budget um and if you do donate you do get credit in the film and the credits um as a thank you and these this film will be in a film festival and if it does if it is successful i'm planning to go a little further than that so you may want your name in it and i guess my word of advice is that i had told someone this past weekend when i was working with delta mm-hmm. um you can't go viral and have morals at the same time Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. Really think about that one. Huh. You can't say I don't like to do this because it makes me uncomfortable, but you want to go viral. Think about all the things that go viral. You're either getting hurt, it's sexual, it's abusive, it's always R rated content. You can't go viral and have morals, people. That is. Unless you're a preacher or a pastor. 
and they barely have them. Mmm. 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 some. It got me right here in the chest. <laughs> I don't know if it got you in the chest, listeners, but if it did, like, let a nigga know. Oh, nope. uh, man. Uh, well, of course, I'm going to go ahead and throw in a donation for the little thing because I want to make sure my name in the <laughs> Thank you. Please support support black businesses. Support black, black short, businesses. It's a predominantly black cast. Um, oh, fucks with it. Yes, and hey guys, the first people to get killed are white, so you may want to. <laughs> we in there. Fund this. The more you fund, the worse the death will be. No way. Oh <laughs> Just shit. I'm with the shit. <laughs> yes, I'm all for promoting black. I'm trying to be on my Jordan Peele stuff. I respect it. Intricate movies with black casts, leading it. roles. So, support, right. support it, support it. <laughs> All right, my words. I know I'm gonna trigger y'all again because I've already said this on the uh, on the show before, and I'm gonna say it again. You don't need all those grocery bags in your pantry. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but they come in handy. With yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. My bathroom garbage is full. Yeah, I know. They ready though. I know. Like. <laughs> I, I'm not saying not to have grocery bags, y'all. I'm not saying that. Y'all can have like 20, 25. I get it. Maybe 30. Am I talking about like a like a hundred grocery bags in your damn pantry? That could be a whole pantry dedicated to something else. Well, I'm guilty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know what? I Damn, you don't need all them grocery bags. But I don't feel bad throwing it away. Like I'm just littering to the world. <laughs> not putting it to good use for trash. I mean, we already littering because once you use the bag, you don't throw it away, ain't you? You're right. Exactly. It's we just so, need biodegradable it's bags. A, it's already a cycle. You're right. So I just got enlightened. I was killing animals a couple years ago. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a little Kroger bag at shop next time like that. I need to buy a Kroger bag. How you gonna? Where are your plastic bags at? I mean, I got like 20 grocery bags. That's it. That's why I said you don't have to eliminate them all the way through. Like, if I want to take my lunch, like, who am I going to put it in? You're right. I put, it, I put it in the Kroger bag. I put it in the Kroger bag. I do. I do. And then all those bags are going to get thrown out at the job. So when I come back and when I go to the grocery store, I'm basically re-upping in bags. Get you that Kroger bag. But then I won't re-up in grocery bags. You can just steal some. This is also true. I mean, what are do? Hey, stop! In the stop. name of a plastic bag law, like if there is a if there is a plastic bag law, you stop me from going to my car because I got your grocery bags. I'm swatting you with the grocery uh, bags, straight up. Like, I'm swatting you and I'm riding up out of here. Like <laughs> you really gonna fight me over these? All right. We gonna be on channel five and you gonna be swatted up with some plastic bags. All you right. Stop me. All right. Cool. <laughs> Imagine getting your ass beat by some grocery bags. <laughs> Bet. Whiplash. Bet. <laughs> but, of course, listeners, we do greatly appreciate you guys listening to the show. As always, you can rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. Of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DecodedPod. Val, it was good having you on the show. It was great to be here. You know, you're always more than welcome to come back. Oh, I will have to come back when you actually have the crew here. Yes. I bet it's super fun. It is outrageous. <laughs> Downright outrageous. Uh, but uh, yes, again, appreciate you coming out. Uh, and of course, as always, listeners, we greatly appreciate you listening. As always, thank you for, you know, gutting it out with me, you know, 50 plus episodes into the game now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been fun, man. And next goal is we hitting to 100. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's it's like 40 some more. It's going to happen, you know. Speaking into existence. Uh, <laughs> speaking in existence right now. 
But of course, thank you all. And of course, we'll see you guys next time. Later. Peace.